now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, and our special guest, Tom, from Velocity Aircraft, is finally back with us after an extended, uh, I don't know, uh, adventure. Uh, well, you know, uh, Dennis and Tom were hanging together at AirVenture there in Oshkosh a few weeks ago, and Tom just finally got back to his home uh, in Florida, what, like a couple nights ago. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, got home on Monday night. How about that? So uh, you've been traveling ever since uh, AirVenture, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I, I figured this would be a good time to bring him on and, and get caught up on his uh, flying adventures. First off, I guess we got to talk about AirVenture from your perspective. Uh, other than the downside of, of meeting uh, Dennis there at the event, was did you find it a positive experience? <laughs> But meeting Dennis or Air Adventure? Oh, Air Adventure, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Air, Air Adventure was phenomenal. It was, you know, from not having it last year and not being there 24 months, yeah. it was phenomenal. The amount of people, the camaraderie, you know, the, the same type of mindset that everybody's there for one reason to look at airplanes. It That's was, right. It was great. Yeah. It was. I mean, it, it was airplanes, airplanes, and airplanes. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. So, Dennis, uh, was his uh, frozen margaritas as good as they were at Sun and Fun? Because you, surely well, you had one, didn't you? I, I did not, oh. because I didn't get out to the campground. I only got to see him down on the flight line at the oh. Velocity booth. and yeah. He actually let me sit in a Velocity, so that was pretty fun. I, I, well, yeah, that's right. We did talk about that a little bit. So, you were helping the folks at, at uh, Velocity there at AirVenture. Is that right? Yeah, same thing at Sun and Fun. We yeah. I went there and spent the week with them, helped set up the booth and just talk talk airplanes and velocity for a whole week. Uh, you know, it's same thing as here. I don't get paid to do it, but you know, I just love the aircraft and and the people at Velocity are phenomenal. So plus every night we all got together at the RVs and uh had some of my margaritas and the camaraderie and talked airplanes and you know, at night I think one of the best parts of uh at least from my perspective when Oshkosh is at nighttime. I mean, the shows are fantastic, but at nighttime, everybody comes out from their RVs. Everybody gets together and does like a potluck. Yeah. I mean, we had like 40,000 campers. There was over wow. a thousand RVs there. I mean, everywhere you looked, there was RVs. Everybody was just having a lot of fun. And a really good example of the night we were supposed to get a, some bad weather coming across. Mm-hmm. They were expecting hailstones and some 50 mile an hour winds. Everybody got together and helped everybody out. Like next door to us, there was a guy that couldn't get his jacks to come up on his uh, on his RV, and he went to you know set him down just in case you got some wind gusts. Right. So I went over for a wrench. Next thing you know, a guy comes over with an air compressor in his hand with a ratchet with a power a power driver. Somebody else came over. I mean, everybody helped everybody out. It was just one big uh, one big family, one, one big, big aviation family uh, that that's willing to get together and. And you well, know, they they know Tom because he has the fro- frozen margaritas, and he gets everybody socially lubricated. <laughs> yes, we did. I brought two, I brought two uh, two ice makers. Had a big ice makers made. I had blenders running. Went through oh two bottles of tequila. Okay, 
He was the most popular guy in the campground at Oshkosh, uh, sounds like to me. That would do I it. I don't know about that, but we had a, a great time. I can't wait until Sun and Fun and also uh, for Oshkosh next year. Yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like you had a great time. And that's all the reports that we've heard. It's all been a positive experience for from uh, Velocity's business standpoint. Did they do pretty well, you think? Were they pretty happy with the results from Air oh, Venture yeah. this year? Oh, yeah. We had a... Something like, I think, 21 or 23 Velocities actually show up. We call it Velocity Row. And they're all lined up down there together. And everybody came in from, from San Diego to, to Seattle, from Portland, Maine, from Florida. Everybody merges in and everybody gets together. And we had a big Velocity dinner one night on Wednesday night at, at 7.30. Yeah. Everybody got together. And we had we talked about airplanes and talked about who did this and who did that. And what's the next you know, the next thing coming from Velocity? And yeah. So it's just one big family. Where the hell is Greg? We got an airplane to give him, that kind of thing. You had that conversation, yeah, didn't man, you? We talked about that. Yeah, we're working on it right now. We can't decide if you went the turbine or the reciprocated engine one. So we're going to ask you, and what kind of interior do you want? Do you want leather? Do you want fabric? Wow. Tom you? is an amazing BSer. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> <They're> t- <laughs> That's impressive. He's almost as good as me, Dennis. <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay. He's been listening. There you I go. I have been. Well, I've right. been listening to all three of your shows for years and years. I hate to admit it. Well, I apologize. Uh, yeah. Regardless, uh, so after Air Venture, you know, it's been like a, a month now. Uh, you're yeah. just now getting back home to Florida. So where did you go from Air Venture? Where did you end up uh, going? Did you fly first off or were you cruising in your RV or what? Yeah, we we're cruising in our RV. We went, uh, you know, the wife had some time off from United. She had some surgery on her foot, so she couldn't go back to work anyway. Yeah. So we took advantage of the time off. So we spent, went up to uh, Minnesota with our friends, a uh, mutual friend of uh, Jeff and myself in Duluth, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Got to do some float plane stuff. Got to see it fly around in the 206. Actually, we spent a couple nights inside of a hangar. Our friend Jeff has a big hangar. So, uh, a lot of campsites due to COVID are all booked up. So we ended up keeping the RV inside the hangar, which has huh. a big apartment built right into it. So wow. we just hung out there. And the cool thing about Jeff, a lot of his friends and part of his crew on his, on his Coast Guard cutter, they all work for Cirrus. So he's got like 32 crew members and they're all employees of Cirrus. So they all come over and we hung out at his, at his uh, bar slash hangar. Yeah. And we had drinks and talked about airplanes. And it's like living like for where Dennis is in the air park. So on a Friday night, the, the uh, chief pilot and test pilot from Sears came on over. Wow. There was another guy at the hangar right next to us. He was a Cessna 414 Papa Sierra. And okay. Papa Sierra, Patrick Swayze, it's his old airplane. Oh, really? And that was really cool. How I mean, about kind that? Of sit, sitting in that airplane, you know, Patrick, you know, it's kind of, like Patrick Swayze sat in his airplane. I mean, it, did it come cool. with a Ronald Reagan mask or anything like that? Did, did you have <laughs> a uh, uh, did you have an urge to get up and start dirty dancing or something or or what? Well, I did after everybody left with okay, with my all right. After a f- frozen margarita, yeah, yeah you got it. But that video doesn't exist. I, I'm assuming. <laughs> It's been deleted. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. I mean, that sounds like a quite a time. You know, uh, you have your air hangar bar. You're hanging out with all these serious folks, sharing, you know, swapping lies, that kind of thing. He's living the life, Dennis. The only almost thing, almost like, like mine, right? Yeah, yeah. The only thing what, Tom? 
The only thing is I, I find negative, if there is anything to be found negative with Oshkosh, is if you want to build an airplane, like I'm into the experimental airplanes. Uh, right. If you want to build, like, say, a Vans airplane, there's like a two-year waiting list to get an airplane kit. Mm-hmm. If you go with uh, some of the other builders, a uh, sling, they're anywhere from 22 to 28 months because their airplanes are produced over like in the Philippines or South Africa. Right. So trying to get the airplanes over here for people to build the kits. Like I looked at an airplane called the Dark Arrow. It's a it's a great airplane. The three builders are designed this airplane, uh-huh. carbon fiber. It uses the new UL uh, five twenty engine. It's a state of the art engine. Okay. But but he's got one hundred and twelve deposits right now. So I'd be one hundred and thirteen if I left the deposit. Mm. So they're going to build. 40 airplanes, maybe 50 the second year. Well, if you do the math, it's going to probably be three years before I even get the kit in my you know, my backyard or my hangar. And then another two years to build it. So you're talking five years from now, from the time I first get the kit uh, and, and actually fly it. So ah, uh, Screw that so noise. So I yeah, just get a, find a plane that's already completed, like one of them velocities. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or, find, or find a Vans or find a, a Slang or a, a, a Light Sport or something like that. There's plenty of home boats out there on the market that you can get. And there's still a lot of Pipers and Cessnas and Cirruses, but I find that to be the only negative thing. Somehow the, uh, the experimental people need to, and I understand it's all about money and costs and all that stuff and acquisition. Right. But if you could produce airplanes quicker. Now, with that being said, I got to put a plug in velocity. Yeah. I mean, our airplanes are made, you know, right here in Sebastian. If you want an airplane right now, you can have one in your hangar in, in two months. Or- I like it, but I don't have a hangar. I got to get a hangar first, but I'm not going to let that hold me back. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You ever seen a grown man naked? A buzzer took a monkey for a ride in the air. The monkey thought that everything was on a square. The buzzer tried to throw the monkey off his back, but the monkey grabbed his neck and said, Now listen, Jack, straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and stay right. Straighten up and fly right. Cool down, Papa, don't you blow your top. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and uh, our buddy Tom, uh, who works with Velocity Aircraft, among other things. He, he does a little bit of, uh, I mean, well, he's a, like a retired commercial pilot. Uh, he works with Velocity. He goes to all the air shows, hangs with Cirrus pilots in, in their hangar bar. You know, he's just living the life. I mean, I, I think he actually has a better gig than Dennis does at his air park down there in Fort Myers. I got to say, he, you look up to him, Dennis, don't you? Even from yeah, your uh, I lofty I wish I had his freedom abode. to be able to, you know, go to Air Venture and turn it into a six-week adventure instead yeah. of having to rush home for, you know, that four-letter job. Right. You know, that yeah. whole work thing. Yeah don't, but, uh, yeah, don't make me hit the dump button. We can't say that on the radio. Uh, anyway... Uh, Tom is with us to help navigate the latest uh, aviation news and information today, and we appreciate it. He'll provide his insight. And the next story we want to talk well, I know I don't know if it's a story, but you actually did some training with a commercial pilot who was transitioning into becoming a private pilot. Is that what happened this past weekend or what? Well, one of my neighbors um, sold his house and sold his airplane, and the new owner needed to get training to be able to fly the plane. Now, this guy is an airline transport rated pilot, so he's clearly got experience, but the last airplane he flew was a Lear 60. Hmm. And so he was stepping into the uh, the small single engine world by buying a, uh, a Vans RV-12, which is a little 100 horsepower home-built light sport. Right. And uh, it's uh, hard to say, you know, it's kind of humbling going from an airplane that crosses the fence at, you know, no less than 160 knots, probably, to getting into a light sport airplane that, you know, you fly the pattern at 60 knots. (laughs) Right. I would imagine Uh, it's actually tougher to go from that position back to a small aircraft as opposed to the other way around. Tom, what say you in that regard? uh, Absolutely agree with uh, Dennis right here. When I when I first got my little LSA late sport, uh, very similar to Dennis flew this week, a little Piper Sport, and I bought it from a friend of mine up at, at Spruce Creek. It's a, air, a flying air park in Daytona area. Mm-hmm. And I had just come from my 777 literally the day before. Wow. Came home, left the next morning, go up to fly his airplane. Well, I crossed over, I usually touched down at about, uh, about 130, 140 knots, depending on my how much I weigh. And, I, and when I touch down, I'm about 40 feet above the ground. So when I transitioned to this Piper Sport, it took me no less than five or six times to land that airplane. I'd be coming over the number, coming over the runway, and uh, Mark would kept saying, Tom, you got to slow down. You got to get down. You got to slow down. You got to get down. Yeah. And I'm coming in 
40 knots too fast. Like, I can't go this slow. He goes, Tom, you got you to come in over the numbers like at 45 knots. I said, that's 100 knots too slow. Yeah, I'll like <laughs> drop like a rock. That doesn't make any sense to oh, me. Oh, and then yeah. trying to land. Well, my triple seven, I'm about 35 feet off the ground. Well, this yeah. here, I'm getting ready to flare, and I'm still 30 feet over the ground. <laughs> right. That so, sounds like me, but I have no that's excuse. that's the sight picture you're used to seeing. You yeah. know, it's, it's hard to get things back into perspective, and that's exactly the challenges that uh, this pilot had. Yeah, he was Firstly, flaring too early because well, he's used to that or weight, what? Carrying yeah. way too much speed and, you know, not use, not letting the airplane settle low enough because he wasn't used to the sight picture of being only, you know, two feet off the pavement compared mm-hmm. to, you know, 8, 10, 12, whatever you, uh, the Learjet cockpit's sitting. Right. So, yeah, it, it took a little, you know, a couple laps around the patch to get things settled down. But then once he did, you know, it all started to come back. And, you know, he, he was away from aviation for a number of years, uh, you know, taking uh, boats around the Caribbean, you know, living that whole life. And, mm. you know, got done with that and wanted to get back into flying. And the light sport seemed to be a great way to go. And quite a quite a nice little airplane. I really shout out to the guys at Vans for designing such a, a, a little easy-to-fly trainer, a little two-seater. That's something that you should look into, Greg. Well, I was going to say, perfect. isn't that similar to our uh – our buddy Jim and Smokey's aircraft. Yeah, that's a little bit bigger, a little faster, but uh, same manufacturer. A lot of the same, you know, a lot of similarities between them. And uh, but it's a light sport, so you only need a driver's license um, to be able to fly it. Hmm. Was it a two seater or four seater? Well, no, it's, it it's a two seater. Okay, um, it's got room for two seats and about forty pounds of luggage. So. Ah, too small. I need something bigger. Come on, how many times have we talked about this, Dennis? I got a, hey, uh, I got a, I got stuff. I got scuba but, gear and. But you still you know, got to get your license. Gear. So that's my whole point. Is this would be a good way to get you to finish up because it well, is it a light be. sport. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but but I don't know if we got one of them velocities, Tom. I can carry yeah. all the crap I need, right? Oh, uh, uh, you can load up with, with all your tanks, all your BCs, yeah, see? your weights, and fuel ninety gallons of fuel and fly from here to uh, Saint Martin. There you go. That, that's right. Yeah, I got to fly commercial to St. Martin on September 11th, actually, for a, for a dive trip I got coming up. And I'd much rather fly private if I could, but it's just not going to happen for that one. But uh, but that uh, velocity would be, uh, it would have to be the twin for, to get the one big enough, with the big enough fuselage of what I need, right? Or what it need well, to actually, be. Well, actually, our single engine, it's the same fuselage if it's the oh, twin or the okay. single. But right. you just have a you just have redundancy the extra engine right the redundancy the extra fuel cost eh, I'll take the redundancy what the heck I yeah, guess the, over the water you, yeah it'd probably be a good Dennis idea. brought up a good point between Dennis and myself if you were to get an LSA a light sport airplane yeah between the both of us we might actually have you flying by the end of this year aha okay but we still have to find the the light sport aircraft and and that wouldn't be one we got to build we just got to find. Find one. We got to find uh, somebody who's getting ready to get delivery on a new kit. That's like you know, uh, you know. You said there were 113 people in line for that what aircraft? Which oh, one? Yeah, the Dark Arrow. The Dark Arrow. Get get find out the the people on that list, and right before they they get delivery, like, hey, you got another aircraft you want to get rid of? I know a guy. You know. Well, well you know, the- if you look on Trader Plane or Barnstormers, there's at least two dozen, probably three dozen light sports airplanes that. You can grab for you know, around fifty thousand, or give or take a little bit each Chunk way. Chump change. That is, to, you know, 
when, when you look at uh, the credit limits on Captain Key's credit card, which yeah, I would, or, or or Keith or uh, you know one of your one of your buddies over yeah at, yeah like professionals that's right yeah. I, I would hit them up I say hey this is an investment uh, more it's an time investment in Greg's career here's your chance to to exactly. get me away from you <laughs> send me away and <laughs> well I think they got plane. that down already. <laughs> Well, they, they they've they've managed without uh, making either an that or Keith like is uh, working uh, a lot harder to pay off the credit card bill that you've been running up. Shh, quiet. Don't uh, <laughs> don't give him any ideas. We we got to think positive, Dennis. Come on, work with me. Yeah, you want to you want to be my CFI instructor on this, right? This I do. Project? I just I think that this would be you know what a way great story for us with the whole full. It'd be circle. like, look, if I can teach this idiot to fly. I will have proven to the world that I am truly a genius. Starts as a guest, ends as the instructor. There you go. All right. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Any of you boys see an aircraft carrier around here? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And Tom uh, is our special guest this week as well, helping us out. Works with uh, Velocity Aircraft, among other things. And uh, he's been a former commercial pilot and just an uh, all-around great guy. So we're happy to have him aboard to help us navigate the latest aviation news and information today. Uh, and, and actually, before we get to some of the stories that uh, you know we got to cover, uh, Dennis does have a quick little update on his engine overhaul. So what is it, Dennis? What's going on? Well, I'm hoping to have more information by next week, but okay. uh, I had talked with JD uh, earlier this week. And at Pinnacle. It's at Pinnacle Aircraft Engines, and mm-hmm. it does sound like we may be seeing some cylinders showing up this week or early next week. Okay, so that's so been that uh, holding been, us up for a that's while. That's been the holdup. Right. So there's good news. The Mooney may actually be getting back into the air before the first of the year. That's okay. right. Okay. All right. Woohoo. A well, little bit of progress. In the meantime, you've been doing what? 
Well, been doing a lot of little things that I've been putting off for a while just because, hey, I'm flying the plane. I don't want to go and spend the time, you know, messing with this. But there's been some, you know, maintenance things that I've been able to clean up with us. One of the cowl flaps is kind of loose. And so with the help of one of the neighboring mechanics, we've uh, fixed and remade a part to get the cowl flaps to not wobble around and we've been touching up some stuff on the paint and mm-hmm. you know working on the interior to make it look a little nicer and clean it up and get rid of the last little piece of carpet in the interior and yeah you know just just little little projects since you know little knickknack got, stuff got the time we're not flying the airplane so it's not like i could be doing something else with it so right yeah tom you don't have an aircraft at your house though right you just leave no. it you leave it at velocity let them do all that kind of stuff you just no, come actually, in no, I just leave it at my hangar right in Merritt Island. Oh, okay. So you so you have to go over there every now and then and do that same type of stuff, or you have someone do that for you? Nope, I do it being experimental, being a home built. You have to. I I do every. Well, I don't have to, but but I like to. I, okay. I like bigger. All right. Yeah. yeah. But are you all caught up on your aircraft, or you is there right. always another project uh, in the works for you? Do you actually, uh, I'm actually caught up. I'm pretty much. I just uh, thanks to uh, your partner in crime here. I went to a, got an Avadon navigator last year uh that was the only thing i really needed to do to it update my avionics and with the avidine in there uh yeah i'm pretty much caught up i'm okay. actually enjoying just flying the airplane i'm not you know pulling things apart all the time and, right. I mean, i'm always checking this nuts and bolts and everything make sure everything's tight on there yeah but for cover being in the back you know it's more critical that nothing gets loose and goes through your prop but you know i'm all caught up okay and what and that aircraft is what what is it that you have in your hangar right now the velocity. It is the velocity. Okay, and uh, and which one though? I got the XL retractable gear. Okay, so this the the one that's really racy, very oh, yeah. sporty. It's a, a two hundred mile an hour. Yes, plane. exactly. Yeah. Well, when you get bored with that, feel free to give it to me. That'd be I, that'd I, be a good I, one for me, wouldn't it? It would be. I, I was, you know, I can make it happen next week. How's I'll tell that? you. You know what? We'll make a deal. I'll uh, I'll get you a Just Plane Radio T shirt and hat. Actually, yeah, I don't, already got him the stickers. Yeah, actually, oh, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any hats, so it'll just be a T-shirt and a sticker. <laughs> what a deal! What okay, a deal. see, he didn't say no. That's all I heard. <laughs> so there's uh, a chance. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll work on that deal for next week. But uh, in the meantime, we do have some other stories we gotta you know touch on to keep our passengers up to date and educated accordingly on what's going on in the aviation world. If if you're forced to fly commercial like me. You know, I'm going to have to fly again here in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, there's some things you want to uh, keep in mind. The booze is still limited depending on which airline you travel with. Um, I, I did hear Delta is, is allowing booze, but American has banned it. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. American has actually extended their ban on liquor until January 18th. What's going on with United with the booze? Oh, Tom's checking with his wife, who's right there behind him, and uh, she actually works with United. And uh, so we have her. So what's the word? What do we know? When first class, we're doing uh, alcoholic beverages, hard salsa, beer, and wine. Okay. And economy, we're still doing only hard salsa with um, beer and wine. Okay. So fly first class on United is what you're saying. Yeah, plus it's free, (laughs) which is nice, too. Right. (laughs) But they haven't cut out everything, uh, yeah. and, and you know I'm I'm actually flying Delta for a trip uh, this week, and I got an email said that they they were going to have uh, beverages available, so it looks like 
uh, there's alcohol in, involved, I assume. We, and we will find first class uh, it's economy i think unless i read uh, it wrong but yeah, it, I there's could. no alcohol in the back actually delta and american supersedes us when it comes to making decisions about that so oh really I, so i know, misread it well you know what get an upgrade in first class that's right that's what i'll yeah. I have to do i you know now i know Deserve it. yeah exactly i sometimes you gotta spend some money on yourself exactly. and, I, and i can borrow keith's credit card and put that upgrade on his uh, right. Thing. I mean, every every route is different, but if you're doing domestic right now, yeah. they're just they're just keeping hard liquor away from the customers in the back, and it's not because the customers can't be trusted; it's because straight across the board, it's just getting hostile out there. Yeah, yeah. You see all these stories; it's nuts. And so yeah. I understand they got to keep uh, things in check, but I don't know. American, uh, their their press release said they were going to ban this for how long, Dennis? Till when? Until January 18th, which actually is the same extension of the mask mandate by the TSA. So they're kind of mm. following that in lockstep. Okay. Oh, they yeah. did extend it? Yeah, because it was did. September 13th. I've been out of work for a couple of months. Oh, I'm never going back to work. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, now we, now <laughs> well, we know. Bring uh, your mask. Bring your duct tape. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we got a memo not to bring any duct tape. Okay. Oh, okay. they provide it for you now? No, I guess people, I guess flight attendants are getting scared out there. They're bringing their own duct tape. Yeah, okay. You got to put it in your little private stash just in case you get someone those little unruly like that guy. That was pretty hilarious in one sense to see yeah, the, the pictures of that guy all taped up. I was like, oh my gosh. But I know the airlines do, do not supply duct tape. Okay. We have, we have other means on board the aircraft. And can we, can you share those, or would you have to kill us? Uh, she could tell us, but then she'd have to. Have to right. you, yeah, she she well, not necessarily kill you, but I would probably have to put you in the restrain box. you oh, with the duct tape. Duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, for the record, she's not speaking on the behalf of any commercial airline. She's just sharing her own personal thoughts. I just want to cover that base for you, but we appreciate the uh, the inside scoop, so to speak. There for right. sure. It's good stuff, but... Uh, Let me give you uh, back to the captain. Okay, there you go. She's going to pass it on back to Mike. But yeah, see? talking to you all. Yeah, always. Always. See, you know, we we try to get the latest uh, info we can, whether it's right or not. It doesn't matter. Right, Dennis? It's entertaining. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But but you better, you know, when you're flying commercial, you better have uh, a lot of patience with you because you're not going to have any kind of sedative available uh, to you through them if you're not flying first class, it looks like. You know, because a lot of people, you know, if they drink responsibly, it's just to take the edge off. It's just those idiots that go a little bit too far and screw it up for the rest of us, which really kind of blows right now. Well, and the TSA has gone so far in the FAA, actually, to even start asking the airport restaurants to not offer to-go cups, which I honestly didn't realize was a thing. But like, where have I been? Because, I could have done yeah, this all these years. I could have got a to-go drink <laughs> to go on the plane with me. Oh, uh, brother. So, brother, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the FAA has had to remind people that it's illegal to bring your own alcohol on the plane. You can only uh, consume alcohol that's provided by the airline. Right. But people have found ways to get around that over the years, too. Uh, yeah, so. it's a Starbucks coffee. That's how I yeah, just got to finish it's just a bar. Frappuccino. Don't worry about it. What's that smell? Oh, I don't know. That's just uh, it's a pumpkin spice latte. That's all. That's all I smell. Uh, anyway, uh, there you go. So uh, plan accordingly. Uh, pack your patience, and uh, you know, or fly. Better yet, fly private. That's that's the way you can do whatever the heck you want. 
pretty much and not feel so restricted. And that's one of the beautiful things of general aviation. Right, Dennis? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got a few more cool stories to navigate through, and they are coming up next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You know that maneuver where you fly straight up until you stall and then pull out of the dive? Uh-huh. Can we do that today? Nope. Don't decide now. We'll talk more up. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. Tom helping us out from Velocity Aircraft. Flying commercial, unfortunately, is kind of necessary, even if you have your own uh, plane. There's uh, certain situations where it just doesn't doesn't work in your favor, and you're forced to uh, navigate the commercial airways. We're here to share a few tips along those lines to make it a little bit more manageable. Uh, these little stories, you know, are, are here to educate you so you can plan accordingly or avoid the potential conflict that they may provide. Is that right, Dennis? Yeah, something along that line. Uh, another interesting story this week, you know, besides being duct taped to a seat for misbehavior. Right. Uh, you don't want that. <laughs> we, there's another form of jail that you can get on an airliner, and that's your cell phone jail. What? Apparently, uh, there was an incident recently with an Alaska Airlines flight that had just landed in Seattle, and someone's cell phone had burst into fire. Huh. So the flight attendants are apparently are, are equipped with a containment bag that's an insulated bag that can keep the fire kind of, you know, keep the uh, cell phone fire from uh, spreading throughout the cockpit. You can put the battery into this and seal it up and it holds several hundred degrees and whatnot. Really? And that's what they had to do with this cell phone to keep they it from... They have fire bags on commercial uh, airliners. They, they do to contain the lithium batteries uh, if something was to go bad. Hmm. They have to have, you know, what are you going to do? It used to be that you would like take it into the bathroom or stuff it in the microwave oven or, you know, some sort of a workaround to try to contain it so that it doesn't... Uh, you know, it spread into the cabin anywhere. Right. But that little phone battery uh, going sideways apparently was enough to cause them to have to evacuate the airplane with the slides on the ramp in Seattle. They had smoke in the cockpit and popped the doors and the slides and got everybody out onto the onto the ramp instead of uh, at the gate. Well, uh, you know, Tom, you know, he alluded to this earlier. He used to fly with the the big carrier there. And like a seven seven seven, is these fire bags common uh, from from back in the day? Have they been around a long time, or is that relatively new, Tom? Yeah, they've been around. Uh, gosh, at least for the last uh, four years now. It's about the size of a you know, like a shopping bag. You can fit a laptop in there, uh, an iPad, iPhone, anything with a lithium battery, hmm. because uh, it gets a it becomes it's called a thermal runaway. Right. Once it starts getting fired, it keeps on going and perpetuating itself. Right. It gets hotter and goes bigger. So we put them in a 
they put them in, a, in one of these thermal bags. Uh, yeah, so we carry them. Flight attendants have them back in section two and three, and we had uh, and we had two two to three of them in the cockpit. How about that? See, so, you know, I've heard about the stories of the you know the Galaxy Notes from back in the day exploding. Those were banned from the aircraft for a while, and you know, uh, but but I didn't know they had, had come up with that uh, solution. So now we know that it exists. But uh, still, even if you get one of them things, it, it might uh, create all kinds of smoke and problems that they got to get everyone out of the uh, aircraft anyway, or at least avert. Is that what happened, Dennis? That's that's exactly what happened. And yeah. it makes me think that uh, I might want to look into something like that, even for my own airplane. Because sure. how many devices with lithium batteries do we take in a small airplane? You've got right. your cell phone. Everybody's carrying an iPad Hey, look, now. couldn't, uh, couldn't <laughs> that particular fire bag, uh, it could do double duty as... You know, for well, a barf bag <laughs> and and uh, you know, a vomit bag, right? Yeah, yeah, multitask. Yeah, but uh, but what do these have? Some kind of special airtight, um, you know, and obviously fireproof uh, material. Are they, are they pretty heavy duty, or are they fairly disposable type things, Tom? No, they're heavy duty. I mean, it's not yeah. a you know, it's not like a piece of aluminum foil. You know the the uh, Thermal bags you get like at BJ's or Costco, where you right for groceries to keep like them cold. Okay, yeah, a little bit, a little bit thicker than that. They're, uh, All right. Well, yeah, but you about- you can also puke in that or have to relieve yourself in a pinch. <laughs> yeah, it's especially during taco night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, well, now now we know. We'll have to come up with a workaround. I mean, uh, who knows? There might be some multiple. Maybe one of those BJ or Costco bags might uh, kind of do the trick in a pinch. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. Wouldn't it well, kind of I do the, the same thing? Reason, no, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to handle the, the several hundred degrees that uh, the that battery the thermal runaway would wind up causing. Well, maybe. So, yeah. I so you probably want something more purpose designed, but I think it wouldn't matter for it uh, to do double duty as a barf bag if it can handle the heat. So. Right. Well, yeah. Anything you don't want in your cockpit to have a you know, have a bag that you can put it in might come in handy. So something to think about. Now, another uh, vendor came out with a, a new solution to kind of monitor your air pressure in your tires. And I know Dennis, uh, he sent me the press release on this. I was like, ah, that's pretty handy. And then he thought, you know, it, it's a little pricey. You could potentially come out, you know, come up with a, a workaround on your own. But, but in this case, for an aircraft or a general aviation aircraft, you have to have it FAA certified anyway. So, and that's what these guys did. Is that right? Do I have well, it right? What, what Behringer Wheels and Tires did is came up with a tire pressure monitor system very similar to what you'd find in your car. And airplane right. wheels are unique. Uh, they're not like your your uh, conventional car tire. Uh, you actually can take the wheel apart and it comes in, it comes in half. And so there's an inner tube in there. So okay. what they did is design a sensor that can go inside one of the wheel halves. Um, so it'll be actually inside your tire, measuring the pressure and all of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's really quite unique, uh, lightweight. It doesn't really affect the balance. And I can see where that there's a use case for it. Uh, you know, picture these big Alaska Tundra tires. You might not be able to even know if the tire pressure was low when you only, you know, have 12 pounds of tires uh, of air in a tire that's three feet across. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, could be kind of helpful because it's hard to see. In my airplane, uh, I can see an advantage to it because you don't have to crawl underneath the wing to try to check and see. Right. But, 
the part that scares me off is that these things are $400 a wheel. Yeah. So you got $1,200 worth of sensors for your typical GA airplane just to check the tires. That's a I bit pricey. It, yeah. I, I mean, can it, get on my hands and knees and crawl under the airplane with a pencil gauge uh, a lot of times to, to make that 1200 bucks. Well, that, that is true. But, you know, if they went down and you didn't realize it, and like a lot of those tire sensors for cars will, you know, trigger an, uh, an alarm and let you know. Uh, well, even, you know, even if you were flying at the time, right? Wouldn't and that, it do the same that thing? Is, right. And that's something that you wouldn't know with a traditional, you know, you could, you check the tire pressure before you took off, but what happens if you had a slow leak and now, you know, right. it'd be nice to know ahead of time that, Hey, your tire pressure is down only 20 pounds on mm-hmm. one side. Whoops. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'd have to look into the legalities of it, but you know, there's a lot of solutions out there for these, you know, tire monitor systems. If you're uh, into RVs and things like that, you'll mm-hmm. there's d- tons of sensors out there to monitor the tires on your trailer, and yeah. you know the, most of those are just a valve cap. And so, I don't know if the FAA would uh, would have an, any issue with you replacing the stock valve cap with a smart valve cap. That mm-hmm. might be some you know a more cost effective way to accomplish the same thing. Yeah, I would think uh, why they can't say you can't do that, can they? Well, I, mean, I don't think there's a PMA anything. on a valve cover, right? You know? Exactly. So, I mean, that might be something that wouldn't, quote unquote, be official, but it'd be an interesting little workaround if you didn't want to do the big investment. At least you have a little bit of that uh, working towards your advantage, a little bit more information, like you said. Uh, and Yeah, they're not that pricey. I mean, they're not, you know, go over to Firestone and get one, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. they're probably no more than $20 yeah. a tire for that. Uh, but that, I mean, I, I could see that information being pretty handy for sure. But whether Absolutely. it's legal, we don't know. So don't take my word for it. But if I'm it's an wondering. experimental like Tom's, oh, there's yeah. nothing, nothing stopping you. So Yeah, would you like that, Tom? And I mean, you don't have that on your aircraft now, do you? I certainly do. I got four Oh, you do? I got three wheels and I got four of them. So I got a spare. They were $69 on Amazon. It's got a little uh, transmitter to oh. Bluetooth. And, and if I get below uh, 30 pounds, it sends me a little, a little alert. Oh, well, so was that was that an option you put on, or did that just come standard with your particular model that you... Uh, well, with my yeah. airplane, since I built the airplane, yeah. you do whatever you want, though. Right. I had to order them for my RV, and I had to order some new ones because they weren't working. I said, you know what? Uh, I noticed my right my right main gear on my velocity kept getting... It had a slow leak, you know, so I repaired it. Yeah. And at the same time, I just got these new sensors from my RV. Well, there you go. I put one on there, and I went around the pattern a few times and said, Hey, this works pretty good. So there you go. And I, you can do I that would, on, uh, you know, experimental aircraft yeah. like that. Just common so sense kind of stuff. Yep. Worked out good. I like it. And I'll take it when you're ready to give it to me. All right. <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning, than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Just Plain Wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.